kitchen with the real microphone. Hello. Wow, the real microphone and not in a bathroom. Yeah. Which is a nice which is a nice change. Nice. Yeah. Uh all right, kitchen enough about your let's let's bring in the 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 main the main guest. And that's what he is. I mean, I think that's what he's known. I think everyone is actually here for this guy, not for you and I. We are just we are purely the mashed potatoes on this plate. So, uh Aaron, Aaron Ben Rose, welcome. Back. Does that make me the steak? Well, it makes you probably a decent cut of protein for sure. Uh, if you want to be a steak, be a steak. Yeah, whatever. whatever I'm, not sure we can, yeah. I'm not sure we can still work for him as a guest. When you're on every week, I don't think you're a guest anymore. I think it's like you live here. Like when your buddy lived on your couch for months, he was kind of, he wasn't really a guest anymore. Yeah, was that buddy paying rent? Nope. Nope. And he's a guest. And he's a guest. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Listen, I have an announcement to make before we get started. Before I just you know, I might just I might just make this announcement and then the pod could be yours for the rest of the day because. Um, this is it. I've, I'm officially out on the Raptors 2023-2024 season. I'm done. It's over. I've whatever hope I've had every time I look at the standings, thinking, okay, mate, it's it. After last night, I'm done. Capital okay. D U N done. Kawhi, take it away. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. See, see, you, okay you, you you made that comment last night after the Celtics game. As if, like, that game broke you. Like, I understand the Pistons game. Maybe that would have broken you. Or I understand, I don't know, you know, the Jazz game. That would have broken you. But, like, they lost to the Boston Celtics, and you've had enough. You can't take any more. They were down by four points with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Like, that game, the Raptors actually looked pretty good in that game, all things considered. Missing Gakapurdo, missing Gary Trent Jr. To say that, like, that was the game, the straw that broke the camel's back, was a loss to the best team in the NBA seems a little bit Unusual. Is your, uh, is your TV like rose colored? Is that how you're watching that game? That was the best team in the NBA. All right, catch yeah, before I, I before I respond. I, catch, I do say I do say I was a bit taken aback by the fact that it took you this long and then and you chose this night. Like I I I, I gave up 10, 15 games ago. The fact that you hung on to hung on until now, and yeah, you chose the Celtics was a bit, but I, I can see like you're at a very 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 fringe tipping point and it just it's not yeah. it's not how about winnable it. game winnable game 73 71 63 the best team in the nba 70, up 71 63 four minutes left in the third so i get still a lot of clock left and i'm not saying that but then boom what was it like a 20 to 4 run right next thing you know next thing you know we're down i think it was nine or ten going into the to the fourth and then the game was i know you know they come back to four but then it, yeah it's a sum of the parts some of the parts, the 40 parts that I've seen so far, this is the sum of it, which now means I'm out. I'm, I'm out. quite impressed. I'm really impressed you last this long, actually. So I, I was actually impressed when you sent that out. I was like, hey, wow, well done, party. You hung on this long. I really so did. have you I'm cashed out your, you've cashed really out your 36 and a half over? Well, that's the other thing, right? I've given up on that, too, because uh, what are we, 15 and 25? So I got to yeah, go 22, 22 and 20. The next, the next 42, is that right? My, my math's right. That's right. 22 and 20. We're, clearly, we're not a 500 ball club. We lose to teams we shouldn't lose to. Uh, we struggle beating the teams uh, that are better than us, even when we appear that we might have a chance of doing it. And let's not forget, we're playing against a whole other team out there called the referees as well, as the, as the road trip proves. So we've got, we've got a lot of hurdles. A lot, and, a the lot of to climb. and the league, too. Don't forget the league. Oh, and the league. You know, why put, a team in, why put a team in Canada if you don't give a shit? You don't care about us. Why, why put a team there? I'm guessing Montreal and Vancouver probably aren't high on their um, their expansion list. Nope. Just guessing. Um, all right. But listen, with that, 
before we uh, completely give up, um, why don't I mean, listen? The road trip seems like a hundred years ago, but Kitch, you were on the road trip. Yep. Uh, so maybe you could provide. Hey, listen, any? How about this? Forget Aaron being the insider. You were with the team on the road. How about some inside intel? You're riding elevators with new guys. What do you got? Yeah, for us? yeah. Porter, Porter rode the elevator two or three times. Porter, with, uh, I mean our star, our starting center, starting center Porter. He, he was happy. He's the happiest guy to be there. I'm sure he, he was, was. chatting me up. I, he's got my Michigan shirt on. He had his. He goes, I'm a Penn State guy. He goes, I don't even know if I can ride with you. He was. He was just excited to be there. He just been called up, and, and and it was like it was like the kid in the candy store. And he, he was willing to talk to anybody. So. He was a, he was a, he was a good dude. Actually, he had a good head in the shoulders. Um, met up with the boys. So met up the boys in Sacramento. Um, Jack and I had courtside seats. Went and sat right next to Aaron, the bench. Did you see that, Aaron? Did you notice the uh, kitchen, Jack, at courtside? Actually, did not. How could you not? We're right next to the bench. Like, you know, right Aaron, next to Darko. Serious question: Do you are you always up watching the the West Coast games? Do you watch them from yeah, start to finish? Yeah, yeah. Or do you YouTube that shit like the young kids do? No. The next day. And by the way, can we just let? Make sure Raptors fans know that was Jonte Porter you were in the elevator with, not other Raptor Porter, Otto Porter Jr., Jr., who people might have forgotten about this year. (laughs) Was he even on that road trip, Porter? I think there was only one Porter on the trip. I don't think it could have even been Porter Jr. Uh, But anyways, kids, sorry. Sorry, I had to wrap. Yeah, so Jack Jack said there was comical. All the players were coming up, and and I told Jack we were sitting in the third row. We were actually sitting in the first row, and all the players come up, give him the stink eye, and Jack was – had a coffee cup. He drank a lot of coffee that game, so he had a, he had, he had, he had a steady flow of coffee cups coming in that game, fooling everybody. And then, uh, and that was nice. We, we for for a quarter of what I'd pay for those seats in Toronto, we also had a free steak dinner with uh, oh. seafood and salad and all you can eat and all you can drink underneath, which is what they should do for people who pay courtside seats, um, not a forty four dollar hamburger. Um, but Sacramento, the fan base is awesome. The fan base. Uh, they they, put, they built a new stadium in 2016. It's on top of the court. It's really tight. The fans are right into it, and a fun team to watch. Like that, that's, I, I would be a great place to to be a fan for. I wouldn't want to live in Sacramento at all. But it'd be a great place to be a fan for uh, for the uh, for the team. Would you Would you recommend it for Pascal Siakam? Did that seem like he was oh, interested? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Is he looking around? Wouldn't be, wouldn't be what was the body language of Pascal Siakam in Sacramento? Uh well, when he saw Jackie, gave him the stink eye. So that was kind of a funny body language. But uh, other, other than that, I don't. Know, he's aloof. I say aloof. I'll give him the body Hello. language. Aloof. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> then after the game, we got on the. We got on the. I got invited on the media bus. So the media bus went from Sacramento to San Fran. Well, well hang on a second. Are we doing? Are we doing a, a diary? Kitchen's diary. So if you want, you want <laughs> to know about yeah, the trip? I said we, we want inside intel. We want your fucking play-by-play of inside intel. I think. I think most of the inside intel is um, oblivious to what's going on. I, I, I don't think I don't think they have a clue what 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 Sai's doing, and I think they were all shocked by the OG trade. So they're they they live thinking that a Siakam trade could be announced any time. But most of the intel I'm getting is they're going to sign Siakam, and we're going to be dealing with a potential trade in. August or later, which is when we can trade him. Well, not according to the fake Woj account. The fake yeah. Twitter Woj account says it's you got duped. Seven. Uh, okay. Well, Kitch. Um, I mean, oh yeah, you weren't there. You missed the. But of course, good thing you weren't there for the Laker game. That would have. I may have set you over the edge. Oh, yeah, that would have put me over the edge for sure. I know. So well, let's. That's revisionist history. Let's not go. Let's not too far back. Uh, all right, Aaron. Let's jump forward to last night. So you said that you thought the. Um, and Kitch, thank you for that. That uh, full recap. Uh, you thought they didn't play that badly last night. I don't know. I think there were spurts, but what 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 did you like 
What did you like and what do you like going forward? I think this team is like, you know, a little bit more fun. Offense is more fun than defense probably. And this team is better at offense and worse at defense these days. So I think Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett has probably defied a lot of our expectations. He did have that one stinker, I think, against the Jazz. But other than that, he's looked really good. And if you look at the way this team is playing lately, now you could look at the record and I guess say the record has been what it was before the trade but you look at that Clippers game and they looked pretty good in that Clippers game you look at that Lakers game and maybe if the league hadn't been conspiring against the Raptors they would have won that game uh I, they won the Memphis game they looked uh you know good and, and, and they look good in Sacramento they look yeah good they look good in Sacramento and and you know if if you're in a four-point game with the Boston Celtics with two minutes to go like you know you can call that a moral victory maybe so uh, obviously, a nine-point loss to the Celtics, and you, they shot what was it like four for thirty-five from three-point range. This team, this team is still, you know, not very good. We know that, but it looks like they're maybe a little bit better, or at least more fun. And I think in the coming couple of weeks, three weeks from now, we will maybe have more indication of what the future holds for this organization. That's probably so, the takeaway. Like, I'm not living on dying on every single game. Like, I can't believe they lost to the Boston Celtics. Well, you know, you clearly don't make player prop bets then. That's for Clearly. sure. Clearly, you do not, because uh, those, those have been those have been going dry lately. Um, yeah. So, by that rationale, and to that tweet that the guy sent out that you forwarded uh, the other day, which I can't remember who it was from, but to that rationale, we're three and zero against the Celtics this year because I think we have three moral victories against the Celtics. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then I think one, one loss, one disaster loss, but three moral no. victories and one loss. I don't, yeah, they I don't, played four that, times. Have they played four already? Oh yeah, so yeah. we're three and one. Three and one. You're right. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, uh, and if we just stop letting Derek White shoot from the corner with under ninety seconds left, we'd be all right. We'd actually probably be we'd get a couple of real victories if that happened. But Kitch, t- um, more dis- more disturbing for me. Um, you made a comment, I think, off the cuff last night about uh, Scotty Barnes about being our fourth best player. But you know what? Let's explore. Let's explore that just a little bit, a little bit longer, uh, or a little more in depth, like. I don't know. Has he been the same player since the trade? We'll turn on the TikTok camera. Turn it on. Yeah, turn it. I agree. Get, John, get ready. Here we go. Is Scott Barnes? Yeah. Has, has Scotty Barnes turned into Scott Barnes? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the, the team. Like we, we really, we're an athletic team, but we lack that alpha dog. Like you, at the end of the game last night, it was a bunch of individual guys trying to win the game for the team, but there was no flow in the last, I would say, three or four minutes. It was guys going one-on-one and trying to be the guy that was the hero for the game. Uh, there was very few passes thrown in the last three or four minutes when it was a tight game. and It's just we don't have that guy who stops up and says, um, give me the ball. We don't have the guy who's earned respect from the other players. And I, and I hope that Scotty can get into that role where the other players can respect him and then they work sort of the ball through him or he distributes the ball. He like he creates something that controls the game down the down the stretch. Um, yeah, he does not been the same. You're right. He has been uh, he has been definitely. Um, the numbers are definitely less with the new guys, but the new guys want to score too. So I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm not. I don't have. A, I don't have an answer for you on that one. Aaron, would you uh, would you agree with the assessment that's that? Uh, I don't want to say his role has changed since the trade, but that his role has he... changed since the trade. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> maybe I was going to say that. I said I don't want to say it, but maybe I'm good. Maybe I was going to say it. Uh, okay. But that whatever that new version of his role is, whether it be the same, different, otherwise, like, 
it it seems it seems like he's less involved and it ought, in my opinion it would appear that he defers a little bit more perhaps than he was prior to the trade now maybe that's for integration i don't know but give me your thoughts on scotty uh you know over this last sort of couple of weeks so there's a couple of things i think there are eight games in since the trade or at least since the Detroit game where they didn't have everybody. Yeah, and there are more guys who can handle the ball and who can contribute offensively. So Scotty is just, instead of being, you know, the, one of two guys who can dribble the ball, now he's one of four guys who can dribble the ball. And I think we've seen the Raptors offense has taken a step forward and looks better with more guys who can do that. The cost is now there's more guys who can do that. And that's less of a burden on Scotty Barnes. So I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is that Scotty's trying to work in and, and figure out how to work with a few of these other guys, new teammates. And I think that's healthy. And then honestly, I think the big thing is the Raptors have changed his defensive role. He was a off ball yeah. help defender, a guy who was probably defending the other team's second or third best player every single night. And now you look at the guys he just defended on that road trip and Tatum the other night. It's, it's the other team's best player. Yep. And it's not often that you see your best offensive player taking on the other team's best offensive player. Like even when Kawhi was here, he didn't do that much. Of course, the Raptors famously did that against Giannis, but that was only after they lost a couple games and realized they had no alternative that they moved Kawhi onto Giannis. But for the most part, you don't always see LeBron or, or, or Tatum taking on the other team's best player. And it's exhausting to do that. So I'm not saying Scotty's necessarily resting, on the offensive end, but I think the Raptors are putting him in a spot that he's not entirely ready for. He's asked to do more defensively, and it's exhausting to be the guy defensively and the guy offensively. And if you want to make a trade, maybe adding a guy who can take on that load uh, would be helpful. All right, Kitch, Kitch, you're so excited. Just, you, Bart, just just for you, you put your hand up, Kitch. You're so excited. What's happening? In, in your just, before you you, just before you refute that, I think Aaron just told you that, that Michael Jordan was the greatest player of all time. Not LeBron. He just like Michael Jordan was a great. He's true. He just, he's just, yeah. He just admitted that's it. True. That, that's Covered very the best true. player. That's the best player at that. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kitch? It's uh, it's. I'm glad you threw that in there because I was just about to say to you, Kitch. You know that show Around the Horn? Have you ever seen Around the Horn? Yep. I was just gonna say like the way they could hand out the the, the dings, like the points, like yeah. When Aaron threw out the whole Sky Garden and the best player, now like that would have been like a Bing, 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 Bing. Like he would just been ratcheting up. You just wouldn't sit there going. But the Michael Jordan, I'm now bing, 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 bing. You're right. This is now, as we go to break, as we go to break, this is anyone's game right now. So there you go. That Well well done to both of you. This could be our best pot ever. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I'll buy into it because I've noticed it. Yeah, he's definitely guarding. I mean, they, they uh, Maddie threw it out. Was it Maddie last night or Jack? Someone threw out the stat last night, but the number of to, uh, the percentages uh, in the last few games where he's been guarding the top player on the opposing team. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's almost taken on the role of OG from, from that standpoint, um, which is different for sure. I'm not sure it'd be the sole reason for him to be laying off in the offense. I, again, I don't want to say he looks lost on offense because that would be too harsh, but it just, he seems a little bit more unsure of himself where he did at the beginning of the season, where it just felt like he was kind of dominating the ball a little bit. And it was kind of obvious that it was his team. And now I'd say it's slightly less obvious. That's all I'm saying. So I think there'll be an adjustment. It'll probably rotate back. Listen, and John, make sure we get this clip in. If you saw his one-on-one -on -one take against Tatum. That was impressive. I, oh, that was, th yeah, that was his best one-on-one -on -one move since he's been in the NBA. And it was awesome. Like, and if he can, yeah, if he can continue or develop that along to go with his three-point shooting, well, now it's a whole new ball game. But the thing, the other thing is, too, is are you going to put him in that situation to do that? 
And you trust him. And so, so often his move, and we saw this against Derek White, I remember once, but like he'll turn his back and start posting up and typically post up from pretty far out. And that's not when, that's not an efficient way to score. But if he can, he hasn't had a, a tight dribble through his NBA career so far. But if he can face up a guy and go one-on-one and has a move, whether it's a Euro step or the Siakam-esque spin move that he that he pulled on Tatum, like that finishing package, if that's a new thing that he's got going on, that's really exciting. Uh, that, oh, that. that Tatum play certainly jumped out at me. Yeah. Wait a I minute, Bart. Did, did Aaron just say Scotty could dribble too? What What is happening, Aaron? It's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah. We got him, Kitch. We got him right where we want him. I'm not joking. We're going to be at his wedding. We're going to be at his wedding. Might be, we might be in the wedding. Well, let's keep we'll be the wedding crashers. We'll be the wedding crashers. <laughs> you guys. I'm going to talk to Aaron's dad for sure. Uh, yeah, I can tell you, too, at the end of the game last night, and if you go back and watch it, there was two possessions where we needed scores at the end, and Siakam was on the side with Horford Coverman, and he never moved to get open, and he never, like, he, he had a huge mismatch with Horford, and he didn't even make an effort to try to get the ball. He just kind of stood there waiting for the play to play out. I'm like, well, ah, man. If you, Kitch, like, I'm, just, I'm dinging you. I'm dinging you again. That's good. That's nice. That's a good lead in too. Because one of the things I was going to bring up, and probably the last thing before we move on to Siakam trades, is um, this this offense, this much ballyhooed talked about offense where it was just going to be ball movement and passing and cutting. I mean, Aaron, are you with me on this one? At least it doesn't appear to be the the case in this in this sort of new revamped offense. So that's died down at least a little bit. The offense, uh, the offense. I think I was looking at the numbers. They're second in the league in assist to turnover since the since the start of January. So I still think it. Uh, you know, I still think this this offense is very different from last year. And I think as they increasingly get more players like Emmanuel quickly who can dribble, shoot, and pass, that it should even it should look even better. The problem is they haven't had that for so long, and I think we might see them add more players like that in the next few few weeks. All right, Kitch, last question to you on this uh, this segment. Oh, shit. Look at this. So I'm on I'm live lines. Raptors win season or win total for the season. Well, I, I might I, I might do it. This could be you know, this could be a, a pot of first. What what do you think their uh, their current win uh, win total is? What are we at now? 15? We're 15. Yeah. We're 15 and 25. 25 42 so games left. 42 games left. Uh, 15. 25 and a half. That's low. That's low. Oh. All right, Aaron, do you want to get you want to I'll let you play this game too, Aaron. That's fine. It doesn't be I'll say it's it's 33 and a half. Ooh, seems high. That seems high. Well, well, you think that seems high? Well, how does 36 and a half sound? Sounds like that was sounds like a hedge. It sounds oh, like a hedge. It, it's a no-brainer hedge. Yeah. It's a no-brainer hedge. I mean, oh, the juice like. is a little bit higher so you'll lose a little bit of money, but whatever. Get you yeah. out of it. Totally. Oh, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. So they're saying they're going to get 22 wins in their next 20 in their next 42 games like i'm going to vegas in 10 days i might talk to somebody there to see what they see what they know that i don't but that seems ridiculous <laughs> they're not winning 22 more games <laughs> no, no now apparently they, apparently the schedule does lighten up a little bit what, what does that mean there are no easy games it would not it would appear to me there are no easy games yeah for this team it seems like we've had a hard schedule the last 10 or 15 that's for sure um all right listen aaron this is where you come in this is why you have the stake uh, the the lamb chops, the grilled salmon, whatever it is. Um, what do you got on the Siakam trade uh, talk out there? I mean, obviously there's all kinds of shit out there, but what do you know that you can share? Anything? It's it's complicated. 
And the, the, the longer Siakam says, like, I'm not interested in resigning with any of these teams that you're going to trade me to, it makes sense for him to go to free agency. And if he says, I'm not ready to sign with anyone, the Raptors aren't going to get anything great. And at that point, and I think Kitch referenced this earlier, that maybe it does make sense to resign him to an extension and, and kick the can down the road. And it's probably not the move that fans are going to get excited about and it's not the move that Siakam's going to necessarily get excited about because the Raptors seem to have this weird I don't want to say toxic but you know there's there seems to be a disconnect between the organization and the player there but maybe that's the best route forward if you're going to trade him for pennies on the dollar but Siakam kind of holds the cards here and he's entitled to to exert the agency that he's earned with free agency on the horizon. So it, it's certainly complicated. And, and we'll talk about some Siakam trades, but the return is not going to be incredible. So, okay. So are you telling me that right now you think it's all quiet, quiet on the on the trade front? I still think he gets traded because I think the Raptors sort of have to do that, especially as Josh Lewinberg reported, I want to say maybe a week or two ago, that there's not conversations about an extension and the Raptors didn't really talk to Siakam during the summer. And it seems like they're ready to move on and they're ready to make this Scotty Barnes's team. And I think that makes sense, but you can't make it Scotty Barnes's team kind of officially until you move Pascal Siakam. So maybe it makes sense to just rip the bandaid off and say, we, we misplayed our hand here and we're going to trade him for nickels on the dollar if you can get that but well, okay. it's a tough spot to be in kitch I, listen i would argue that you could get 20 to 30 cents on the dollar for him right now and that after you sign to this contract that you're actually going to get less over time unless you trade him this summer to somebody who wants him right away who's going to sign him in free agency anything anyway because like i think that contract will be so debilitating to a team that wants to take him right that they're just going to go nah. yeah four years at 48 million a year. Yeah. That's going to be debilitating for like, there is not that there, there are not a lot of teams with that kind of cap space to begin with. Right. Now you got to trade that. You got to trade that back. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure his value is greater. I think his value was greater last off season. If we, if we uh, got him. but turns 30, he'll have four years at 180 million bucks. It's he, he is not, it's that doesn't make him. That doesn't, I don't think that makes him any more attractive. I guess that's what I'm saying. Catch. That locks that locks him in though. Like the the risk is a team takes him now and he's and he's still sort of he's still sort of aloof about this. Throw my word out of the day, and yeah. uh, and and all of a sudden he uh, like and the, and then all of a sudden he walks at the end of the walks at the end of a end of the free agency. So at the end of the season, he says, "I'm not going to stay with these guys. I'm going to I'm going to go somewhere else." So he's like, I think he's got more value if 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 they can trade him with a four year contract because you know he's not going to walk. He's locked into that that team for four years. So I think they're going right. to. Really push push hard. You can't be a team that gives up multiple, let's say, rotation players, and then summer rolls around and Siakam says, I'm gonna leave, and now you don't have the rotation players you just gave up to the Raptors, and you don't have Siakam, and because of the way the NBA salary cap works, you don't really have a, a way to replace those guys. And so that's that's the issue with Sacramento, is they can't go out and say, Hey, well, we gave up hey, a hey don't, guys. Usurp. don't usurp. Don't usurp. Uh We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but yeah, but that's the issue. I mean, it's a team now that says, okay, I'm going to go get Siakam now because I think I can win. Yeah. Right? Now, like to this this season. Yeah. But if you don't win, you want to make sure you keep them around. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll get to this in, in Siakam trade. You, you just yeah. don't see that trade a ton. 
right? Like you don't see Kawhi Leonard, I guess is one example where they, they just took on a rental knowing it was a rental, but other than, and and that wasn't in the middle of the season, that was a, you had the full year, but you don't see a lot of trades where they're trading for a rental. And then, you know, he just walks at the end of the year. The only one I can think of at all recently of a player of that caliber was Jimmy Butler. And that was a disaster for the 76ers, but they traded for him very early on in the season. That wasn't a trade deadline deal, but they traded for him from Minnesota early in the year. He played that year, as we know, uh, came to an end in game seven, as as Raptors fans may recall. And then he walked and that was a disaster. So I don't think you look at that scenario and say, let's recreate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, why don't we jump into uh, our little... Uh, who wins the Pascal Siakam trade segment here. Kitch, will you now take on the role? You have to do no research for this. Can you just sit back and listen? I know much to your chagrin that we didn't tell you what the trades were in advance because you wouldn't have time to digest it. Uh, yeah. let's, just see if, let's just see if we can do this. So uh, Aaron and I are going to propose two trades each, okay? And you have to decide which one trade you would, you would take. And you have to take one. You can't say I would, if you had to take one, you have to pick which one you'd take. Sorry, can, can he look at it from both teams' perspective? A hundred percent, but you have to take okay, one. Okay, great. Okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. It's not just one side. We're not a one-sided podcast. Uh, although sometimes it may <laughs> feel that Would you take Luka Doncic for Pascal Siakam? You're the Toronto Raptors. Probably. Not <laughs> yeah, probably would, yeah. Uh, okay. Aaron, with that, because you led, I'm going to let you start. Okay, so trade number one. Trade number one. This is my trade for Pascal Siakam and, and probably the one I like the most. No, don't, don't, with the, don't leave the with, witness. Don't with the, the Indiana Pacers, who are a team rumored to be very interested, and I think Zach Lowe mentioned today, maybe the most likely trade destination. You can have Bruce Brown or Buddy Heald. It has to be one or two, plus Obi Toppin and Aaron Neesmith. That's the trade. Buddy Heald or Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, and Aaron Neesmith for Pascal Siakam. Okay, I, don't, I don't hate that trade. Nope. I don't hate it. Nope. Nope. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Well, I got to wait for another one, right? Yeah. Now okay, here comes mine. You're gonna listen to all four, Kitch. Oh, I gotta listen to all four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You may, you have to pre- like pay attention and maybe and maybe even write some of the shit down. Yeah, write some of the shit down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can regurgitate. We can regurgitate. No problem. Top and heel. Right. Top and, and heel. Smith. And yeah, listen, make it make it healed. You know you're going buddy healed. You're not taking Bruce Brown. Sure. You know you're taking, you love sure. buddy healed. You're not yeah. taking Bruce Brown for sure. All right, here we go. Pascal Siakam. And my guy McDaniel's going, <laughs> going to the sack Kings. All right. In return, the Raptors are going to get Harrison Bart, Harrison Barnes, uh, Herder, and Malik Monk, and a twenty twenty seven first round draft pick. Ooh, okay. Okay, and that, which their twenty twenty seven right now is unprotected. Like it's there's no unprotected twenty twenty seven. They don't. It's theirs. They own it outright. I did the research. Malik Monk's an expiring contract. Okay, listen. Cap space, baby. Okay. My next one is with the Golden State Warriors, and this is a doozy. Okay? It's Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, Thad Young, and Otto Porter Jr. Oh. Oh. For Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody, and Brandon Podjemski. And an unprotected 2028 first round pick. Ooh, you threw in the last so, two of the keepers there. So you're getting off some Chris Boucher money for next year. You have to take the Andrew Wiggins contract, which you probably don't want, but you're getting Moses Moody, Brandon Podjemski, in a 2028 first round pick. 
Yeah. And how about this? You're just getting off Chris Boucher. Forget his money. You're just getting off Chris Boucher. That's a huge win. I don't mind that trade either. But yeah, you're 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 saving it with Moody and Podzitsky, whatever is how you say his name. Podzitsky. Uh and he's been, you know, I, I think they're singing his praises uh and he's played well. I'm not convinced he's a he's a NBA starter forever, but yeah, that's not the I, big issue. There is 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 the Wiggins contract, right? Totally. You, I think you have yeah, four totally. more years left on Wiggins, and Wiggins it looks borderline unplayable right now. Yeah, but smoke this fire. Uh, they're they're smothering the Andrew Wiggins stink in some maybe valuable things. Okay, all right, catch you ready. Yeah, I want now. Listen, have an open mind. Have an My open mind. Open uh, here we go. We're going to trade in conference. We're going to go to the Miami Heat because they want to win now. Think about this. They want to win now. They have to win now. They're getting old. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets is getting old. They have to win now. It's a perfect fit. It and is all a terrible get, fit. All we're going to get. Lowry. All we're going to get. Not if he's shooting at 50% from three-point land. He's not a terrible fit. He can fit anywhere if he keeps shooting it from three. Uh, all we're going to get is bring him home. Bring him home. Put him in the rafters. Like put him in the rafters. Kyle Lowry. So he never. Yeah, doesn't play, but just put him in the rafters. It's fine. In uni. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Twenty twenty five. That there are some stipulations around that one, but we would if it didn't work out, we get the twenty six and their twenty seven unprotected first round picks. So two so first Lowry, rounders. Lowry. Lowry. Duncan expiring. Two first. Lowry's expiring. Yeah. Right. Uh, for for and Duncan Robinson two first for Siakam and I think I threw on that one was either Porter or McDaniel's again but I think it was Porter on that one Porter Jr. on that one so that's the trade so Siakam and Ports not your elevator Porter for Lowry bring him home bring him home another ring You're ceremony pandering now stop pandering so basically Robinson and two two first round draft picks and and cap space baby we still get the cap space <laughs> we get thirty million in cap space at that deal. Okay. All right. Now, let's, do you want do you want some time? Do you want Aaron and I to talk about a few things while should, you should uh, we play the Jeopardy music? I know yeah, exactly. I know yeah. exactly what I wanted. Exactly what I wanted. He liked well, the Luca deal the best. They better be the Luca deal. I know. I know this is headed, and it better be good because both my trades were better. Well, you know what? If you had to give me a little time to do research on your trades, I could have helped <laughs> you out, Bart. Jesus, you don't even know who Malik Monk is. He's having a great year. <laughs> I, I do. He is. He has a solid year. You just saw him. He has a solid year, and I just saw him. And, and I'm not sure Barnes is a, is a fan favorite out there. They, there's a lot of I, I got, you get the Barnes brothers in that deal, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. I haven't thought about that. True, that's true. All right, so go ahead. Your, my, give, give us your my, give us your my, thinking. My second place part was that my second place was Sacramento. So I, okay. I did like I did like that trade. Those guys. Wow, play I got first and second. Wow. So they do play some energy, and uh, and I do. Like Herder for an outside shooter and Monk for his, his yeah I, I I do like that 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 but my my number one pick my number one pick overall is going to be the Indiana Pacers. Buddy Heald shooting thirty eight percent from three, Aaron Naismith Aaron Naismith shooting forty six percent from three, Ovi Toppin shooting forty two percent from three. There's three guys shooting forty percent ish from three. We missed that on our team. We friggin' need that on our team. We need some outside shooting. And so when I, when when Aaron gave me a little prep and I looked at the stats of this team, and and I had those I had those guys circled. And when you said those three names, I'm like, yep, that's it. That's the winner oh, you right had there. Neesmith. You and Neesmith circled bullshit. I did. I had because I had the guy circled who shot more than forty percent from three. 
I would love to see the video that I'm sure your bosses have in your office to see what you, yeah, to see if we can prove I that. I also circled uh, Jalen Smith. If he had to be thrown in there, I would have taken him too. Well, listen, I, I, listen, I like the trade. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just don't, I mean, Indiana doesn't think they can win now. So you're going to give up all that. You're going to give up all that shooting for a guy who's going to play 30 games for you. It seems unlikely. You still got some decent shooting, though. Like you got you got that Benedict Matherin who shoots well. You got oh, yeah, Tyrese no, Halliburton who shoots well. Like yeah, they yeah, still yeah. shoot yeah. the ball well. Yeah. And, and if you're Siakam, like they the Pacers really need a guy like Siakam in terms of like that size, that wing. And like if you could choose a running mate for the next ten years who you think would be a lot of fun to play yeah. with, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's probably right at the top of that list. On like who is the most fun teammate for the next decade. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Siakam would be open to that team. Indiana, Pacer, Indiana might not be the most fun city yeah, in the NBA. I know, but you know what? Fuck, I'm so tired of that shit. There are 30 teams in the NBA. Yeah, it's more. Right? I can tell you, Indiana's more and fun they, than Cameroon, I think. And they all pay. They, <laughs> and they all pay gajillions of dollars to go play there, right? I mean, the city can't be that bad. Indianapolis cannot be that bad. No. Yeah. He, well, yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball state. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I'm. I must admit, I'm a little disappointed, but I don't hate the trade. I don't hate the number one trade option. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not really ready for Lowry to come back yet, Barton. Apologize. I'm just not ready for that. Time. And and Pascal alongside Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler makes very make, little sense. I know, but you you got to think. Yeah, but they, the Heat won't necessarily see that. They're trying to trade for Russell Westbrook. Think that's a better fit? No. No. All right. Uh, yeah, we, listen. We're not trying to bring in these guys being uh, these GMs being savvy and and wise and actually think about how this all works. They sit there, and go, I got a big name. You it's think Pat Riley? You think Pat Riley doesn't think through these things? I don't think Pat Riley. This isn't James made. Dolan. This isn't the. I next. don't think every move Pat Riley's made has been. Look, go look at his uh, his resume after they won with uh, Shaq and and Wade. It got pretty ugly pretty quickly down in South Beach. And Wiggins, um, Wiggins is smoke of fire. Wiggins just. Wiggins, Chris Paul, who's 95 years old, and Wiggins, that's that scares that kind of me. Yeah, those the Wiggins contract's what kills you, but we get a ton of cap room with, uh, with Paul coming off the books. You got to get a first-round pick, too, there, for sure. I gave yeah, you I one. I know you did. Did you? I know you did. Did you? Still 2028. Well, that's what I think you discount with the Heat uh, two futures. I mean, those could be worth something, but whatever. Listen, we digress. Um, all right, listen, we are, we're going to do another quick segment here. Let's go... Uh, we we talked about Kitchen. Did you do your homework on the worst trades in the in yep. club history? Yep. Okay. I'm sure we'll have some overlap here. So yep. why don't we go one at a time? Sure. So these are now, even though this trade with Siakam hasn't happened, these are now trades that have taken place in Raptors history, and we are trying to identify what we believe are the three worst Raptors trades of all time. So Kitch, since you did homework, why don't you leave us off? We 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 all have to have number one. We all have to have the Vince Carter trade as number one. Well, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with that for, for sure. Alonzo Mourning, Aaron Williams, and Eric Williams. So Alonzo didn't even show up to play. Didn't even want to. Didn't come and to two play. first round picks. And and two first round. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get to yeah. That. But what were they? We'll get, what to, that, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. I got, yeah, I got that, exactly. I got that research as well. Exactly. And then Eric Williams and Aaron Williams were like journeyman NBA guys, so they were they were not stars. So we didn't get any players who started. We got the two first round picks. So our first the first time we used a first round pick, we got Joey Graham with that Legend. pick. So. Not sure, not sure Joey Graham was a legend. And then we traded, I, I believe we traded the other pick because we had the first pick overall. And with that first pick overall, we took the perennial Andre Bargnani. <laughs> so basically we got Joey Graham, Bargnani, and and, Morning, three, like, and three guys that didn't play for the Raptors, basically. So yeah, that was probably a horrific, our most horrific tra- trade. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there, there's no debate. 
uh, but there's again, not even one close, honestly. No, no. Yeah, I don't think there is. Uh, and it kind of you know makes you think about Siakam a little bit, right? Because Carter put a gun to the to the management to management's head, and it's kind of what Siakam's doing here a little bit with us too, right? It's completely devaluing himself uh, in a trade scenario. We had no choice but the tr- like. You had to get something. At least the manager back then knew you had to get something for Carter to let the walk. So, um, yeah. It, but you're right. Horrific. Horrific. All right, Aaron. Do you uh, do you have one for us here? Yeah, I, I have a couple written down. I don't really know what is the next worst trade of all time. I think I'm pro- maybe going to go with the Jermaine O'Neal trade. Jermaine O'Neal and the forty oh, first yeah. pick for TJ Ford, Rashion Asterovich. Maceo Bastin and the pick that became Roy Hibbert. I think it was the 17th pick in the draft. Now, Roy Hibbert was elite for a few years, and then we know uh, the league changed and he became a dinosaur. Um, but that pick, Jermaine O'Neal, was nothing for the Raptors. And not that they gave up a ton, but the 17th pick on the draft is is not insignificant. Yeah, I was up there. I was up there in my top top five for sure. Well, tell me, and I, I threw it on the text chain. I'll just go quickly here. Tell me you had the Camby for Oakley. And a first rounder. I mean, that was that was horrific. Camby's coming off his his second year. We would have Camby and Carter, right, yeah. for multiple years together. Yeah. The perfect running mate for Vince Carter back then. I think he led the league in block shots at three point seven in his second year. Camby. So, and he averaged fourteen a game, three point seven blocks. His rebound numbers were underwhelming uh, in Raptor his two years at the Raps. But I mean, he was a legitimate, like, big time name. Showing promise, and we trade him for a, a way past his prime, Charles Oakley. I mean, that is that would never today. Can you imagine what a Marcus Camby type would get in a in in a return? Yep. Uh, it, we, it would not be something like that. That is a horrific, horrific trade. Was that Babcock? That one? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, you know what? We'll do that list sometime. Horrific. Uh, <laughs> Jams or VP, uh, Vice President of Basketball Operations or President of Basketball Operations. We'll do them all. We'll do them all. Uh, all right. Anything else out there for uh, Wait, trades? Wait, there, there are a few more on these trades lists. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We have, this is not the definitive list. Like, well, it's not one, two, three. I'm saying, what else we got? The other one's the Yaka Bertle deal? The what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. on the list for sure. Yeah. It was on my list. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and, that, and that pick right now is more likely than not, like above 50% chance to be somewhere between the seventh pick and the 10th pick in the draft. So Yaka Pertl, uh, who's been like fine, but to give up a pick that could be like the eighth pick in the draft for Yaka Pertl is, is, is well, probably regrettable. And here's the thing. When I was doing a little bit of research today and you look at, I was doing, trying to see draft capital on some of these teams. God, the number of teams that have one through 13 protected, right? They're like, we'll yeah. give you anything. Like, how did we, I just, I'll never understand the top six protection you know, that on might, that one. That actually might be number two. That might be behind Vince. It might be. It might be. <laughs> well, catch you another one. I do. So there was a massive trade. Uh, was I think 2000, uh, 2010, a massive four-team trade. A ton of players oh. got shoveled yeah. around. But I saw we, that. We, we picked up Herduco, Herdu, Her, what's his first name? Herdu. Hito Turkulu. Yeah. We picked up Turkulu uh, in that trade. It was a signing trade. Banner season or, at banner season with the uh, with the Magic, who got to the finals, and he was a, he was the most expensive he's ever been, and we picked him up, and he did absolutely nothing when he came to Toronto. He came for vacation to Toronto. He did. He did. He was in the pizza pizza commercials. Oh my he, god! <laughs> Put on fifteen twenty pounds, not a yeah. muscle, I might add. That was Colangelo. That was one of Colangelo's big blusters. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Well, listen, I'm not going to go too. Uh, 
too far back here either. The Goran Dragic trade has to be up there too. Yeah. Tell me that was on your list. I mean, to acquire get, him or to get rid of him? Or both? <laughs> yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about the acquiring. I was thinking to get rid of him was more painful than acquiring him. Uh, but acquiring a guy that you know doesn't want to play for you, not also not a great move. But no, the actual giving up to get back that young who, I mean, I just assumed when that trade happened that we were getting the first round pick. And then I saw that we were giving up yeah, that first remember round we pick. Did. I remember we did. You yeah, sent me a like, text saying, we got a first round pick. I said, no, we gave that up. And you're like, yeah, what? I, I couldn't believe it. Like, what happened? So to me, that is just, I mean, Thad Young's been okay, but he's never been a real contributor on the team in any meaningful way. Like, never. He's never been. I think maybe his first year, he was the eighth man off the bench. You know, so, yeah, that you just can't give up first-round picks for guys like that. You just cannot in today's day and age. And so that that was the last one on my list. I, I got one more. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Raptors acquired Hakeem Olajuwon, who you might have heard of. <laughs> the dream. For the, 15, for the 15th pick. And... You know, the 15th pick didn't turn into anybody. I, I didn't even write the guy's name down. Never heard of him. And there was nobody great in that draft. But, like, I get that Hakeem was a really cool basketball player. He did nothing for the Raptors. Oh, no. He, he was like 90. He was like 85 years old when he came to us. His career I was. Think he came, I think he came in a rocking chair. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He, it was un- it was unbelievable how like what how- would be the NBA equivalent today like I guess Chris Paul for the fifteenth pick or something or like, uh, I don't know I would think the equivalent would be Jakob Pertl for a first round draft pick <laughs> yeah no but that's a guy a guy who's like at the end of his career and like I don't know why did you trade for yeah who we got out there It'd be like if they traded like for Dwight Howard but Dwight's playing in Taiwan Lopez, you don't even see that guy anymore brothers? one of Lopez brothers yeah, but, no I Brooke mean, is still yeah. really good. No, the yeah, other one. Robin, one. but Robin, he's like, Robin. but he's not even a player, and he never was. Like it's someone who had stature, who's at the end of his career, you trade for him at the end of his. Yeah, God, that that, that was. A bad it would be like Dwight get, Howard. Get... Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, he's not, not even in the NBA. Well, you have yeah. to trade for him. That's the problem. You have to trade for him. Just go get him. You get him and his significant other yeah. from Singapore. I, yeah, I, like I could not imagine that trade. We're just going to give you the fifteenth pick in the draft for Hakeem Olajuwon, who's age thirty nine. <laughs> one year. <laughs> All right, so. If we're going, if we're going, uh, rap, uh, Carter one, which I think is a no brainer. I think we do we, uh, Kitch, I'll go with you on Pirtle too. I'm happy yeah, with Pirtle too. That's a horrible. It's the the only question well. here's why it might age well because if this draft is as bad as people think it is, and there's no just if this draft is like horrendous and there's just nobody good, then you're like, oh, we didn't really give up anything. Wow, you're gonna That's need some the, basketball savants to figure that shit out. Wait, but twenty years from now, ten years when you revi- when, the, when the next guy's doing this podcast, when my kids are doing this podcast, uh, when I when I hand it off to them, they're not gonna be able to figure that one out. Right, but if if the if the guy who's the eighth pick in the draft or the guy who's the tenth pick in the draft is like a star, like Giannis was in in that draft that everyone oh, considered really yeah, bad, then really this bad. is going to be then this could even be number one because at least Vince like demanded to be traded. Well, if, listen, if there's nobody good in this draft, then who cares? Yeah, but I, there's going to be somebody of some value somewhere that goes after wherever. The, so if the Raptors have the seventh pick, they give it up. There'll be somebody from seven to 30 that, that turns out to be decent that you go, well, we, at least we could have had that guy. Sure. If, he, if he's the 25th pick, you pro- that's probably a stretch. But if there's someone in that sort of like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11, where you're like, eh, yeah, maybe the Raptors could have drafted this guy, that'll be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, and that, I had a good discussion with Jack on this. He says, we, we don't want to be bottom six in the league because the draft isn't good. And if, we, if we're there, then it pushes that pick up for another year for the for the for for San Antonio. Well, then they get it unconditional next year. It's whatever. It's no, there's and no he says that next year the draft is no, significantly no, 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 better. No, it's, it's top six for the next three years. Oh, is it three years they got oh, yeah. top six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, you know, next year's draft is supposedly significantly better than this year's draft. Well, by that rationale, we might be able to get, we might be able to get both. Yeah, we might. We might. <laughs> we might be able to get both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What are our seats going to be worth? Hopefully not. <laughs> if we tried to resell our seats right now, what would we get for them? Probably not. Probably, probably the same thing we get for Siakam. Pennies. Pennies on the dollar. Um, all right. We're kitchen. You're not going to believe this. I lost your agenda. Oh, here it is. I'm back. Drives right. you crazy, I think. Yeah. Drives you crazy. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We're, oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Because I got I have another meeting to go to. Board call. Wow. Board call. Wow. Uh, okay. Aaron, I know you love this segment. You love to start with it. So why don't you. Uh, when it goes through what drives you, it's been a while. I, I would say I mentioned this, that, that this was an observation. and This doesn't exactly drive me crazy to some extent. But I was in the Celtics locker room the other night, and I, I spoke to oh. Drew Holiday. And listening to the players on some of these really good teams speak, their, their quotes are thoughtful. They give thoughtful, insightful answers. They're articulate. And I'm like, wow, like Drew Holiday, like you really gave me a great answer. And I listened to Derek White speak. And, you know, you, you talk to Kevin Durant, you talk to LeBron James, and some of these guys give you great answers. And then you're in the lo- Raptors locker room and not a ton of great quotes there. And I think there's a correlation between guys having good quotes, giving you good quotes and guys and really good teams. So what drives me crazy is that the Raptors locker room is not filled with good quotes because that impacts my job. But I, but I'm noticing this correlation between successful teams and good, res- thoughtful responses when media members ask questions. Interesting. Interesting. Well, okay. I get it. And I agree with course that makes your job so much more uh, enjoyable if you're in that sort of environment. I get it. But I mean, obviously that speaks to winning. I'm pretty sure if you're in the Celtics locker room with all those same, if those, if those Celtics were 15 and 25 right now, that same team for whatever reason, I'm guessing that would not have been your experience. Sure. I, I guess, you know, if you're winning games, it's easier to, yeah. to shoot the to, shit, to be positive. But like Steph Curry's that team sucks right now. And Steph Curry still gives you a thoughtful answer and you might not like Draymond green, but like he's, he gives you something like he's, he's an, an articular, thoughtful to, guy. Why, and, why, why do you have to bring him back? Like, here we go again. He's come like, back. And Clay, one Clay game, gives good lost, answers. And here's Draymond. Draymond. Dray- what, honestly, where where is Draymond situated in your apartment? Like, you must have a picture or like a blow up doll or a statue. You must have done. a statue. Yeah. <laughs> the only one. That might be the only one Draymond ever has. Well, I, I'm gonna, no. Aaron, I give you a tip. Go to the new porter. Go to the new porter. He's well spoken. He'll give you. He'll I've give, I've heard great things. I haven't yes. spoken to him, but I've heard great yeah, things that he's really on. really Tell smart him. and yeah. a really great guy. I can Let's see it. He's a, he's a he's a he's a he's a sharp guy. And I you know what? I I think Quigley. I think you get some good yeah, stuff out of Quigley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, he's been really good. Uh, yeah. But catch to that point. Now you have a relationship with him. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> All right. I remember the guy. <laughs> I remember the Sacramento elevator. <laughs> the Michigan guy. You're fuck the Michigan guy. <laughs> All right, Kitch, What do you got? All right, I've, I've kind of brought this up in the, in the past, but I'm bringing it up again as it drives me crazy because I, I, have, I have a way to, to, uh, to extend it. So I'm flying home. Flying, it's another flight one. So I'm flying home. Uh, and there's a, I'm just sitting right beside me. There's a couple in row 15 with me. They come in the, on the plane with two massive suitcases. And now they're zone. They come in, they come, they define space. Put, put these things, they come in the plane really late, like zone five. They board the plane. They have to walk to row 38 put their bags up. We're in row 15. So they walk all the way back to 38 to stick their You're bags You're in row 50? What happened? 15. 15. Oh, 15. 15. 15, yeah. Uh, so they go all the way back to 38 to put their bags, and then they come back to the seat, and they're lighting into the stewardess about why is there not space for me? I, I'm on row 15. I had to put in row 38. So finally, I couldn't take it anymore. So this is the addition. I turned to them. I said, look, 
when you decide to buy a base lowest fare for the flight and you get zone five boarding, 80% of the time, you'll never be able to put your bags up top. So hang on, quite, hang on a second. Quite, hang on a second. Did frankly, you say, but hang on, I want to know, did you say when you decide a base fare ticket because that's all you can afford, did you say that to them? <laughs> well, that was implied. That was yeah, implied. Okay, yeah. that's well, I just want to make it clear that that's, you're right. That's frankly, how I not, you should, And I said, frankly, you should not be allowed to bring overhead bags on with, this, <laughs> and with a zone five boarding because there's no space in the Rouge planes to put them in there. I told them, if you want to guarantee space for your luggage, you have to pay beyond the base fare, the next fare up, and then you can put it, you can put, you can put your bags on there. You'll be able to have some space. So it was a pretty quiet plane ride for the rest of the trip home with me and my, my two couple, my couple sitting next to me. They were sitting my, next to you. That, oh, yeah, Jesus. But, but mind you, when I went to the bathroom, I got a full-on fist pump from the stewardess. She's like, way to go. She gave me a big fist pump. So she overheard the whole conversation. It was, it was like my best buddy coming out of there because she took a beating from them for not having space. Listen, you're zone five. You can't bring overhead luggage on a plane. That's, that's a rule. And in the U.S., some planes don't allow you to. You book zone five, you're not allowed overhead luggage. That should be a rule. Wow, we're really men of the people on this podcast. Wow, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, we are. There's two of us. Yeah, we're men. We're men of the. There's, yeah, there's one man. There's one man of the people. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Catch. You know, you should think about doing your own separate pod just based on travel. I should, just travel I should. experiences. Okay, yeah. I could be hours. It could be. It could be an hour, a weekly hour pod easily. Well, listen. You know what, JC and I, uh, who also comes up in the next segment, uh, I'm telling you. And this would be a very good example. He had an idea for the pod, and I'm giving him credit for it, uh, even though I would obviously have to run with it. Um, douche or not douche? Like, what goes on in everyone, like in a day to day experience? Like, what goes on, like, where someone does something? Like, was that douche or was it not? Like, the the idea of being, like, was it douche or was it maybe not douche? Like, so in your example right there, we've got two of them. Was <laughs> Were they being douche trying to jam their. Uh, stuff and overheads on their base fare ticket, or were you being douchey? That'd be a great one, actually. I could think about, that'd be a whole pod. I think we Kitch. both were. I think we both were. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, but I like. So listen, I think there's something there. Double douchey now. Um, all right, listen. Um, I meant to bring this one up a couple times, and it and it drives me crazy uh, when you, I'm at a basketball game. And I mean, Kitch, I think you've probably noticed it, Aaron. I don't know if you've noticed it, but uh, like when the refs go to the monitors and to do their challenges and all that sort of shit and they have to tell the crowd what's happening and they go into the speakers and you we can't hear it in the stadium we then have to wait for the pa announcer to actually say what the referee has said you notice that yeah it's ridiculous they're saying it for tv which i get but then we have to like but why not just do it all at once and why not i want to hear i actually want to hear the ref say it i don't hear the i don't want to hear the announcer say i want to hear the i want to get the tone that the ref saying it in I want to be able to uh, understand it from their perspective. I don't like it. I don't like it because usually you'll get a much longer uh, rationale from the, from the referee on the TV screen. And then the PO goes, yeah, the challenge was unsuccessful. So I don't like it. Just give me the, just give me it from the ref, the horse's mouth. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Should, I, be, it should be doable. Can't should disagree. Be doable. Yeah, Not should sure. be doable. Not sure. Today's technology me. should be doable. If we, can, if we can do a pod from three different countries. Oh, no, you're back in Canada. Two different countries. We should be able to yeah. conquer that. I'd still rather have zone five restrictions, but I get it. I get this. This makes sense. <laughs> so, sounds like some sort of internment camp. Uh, zone five. Uh, okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Long, hunger Games. Well, I know. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm just saying it sounds terrible. Uh, all right. AOB. Yeah. I I'll just say quickly that uh, 
that Darko rant was historic and legendary. I don't think we've touched oh, on yeah. it much. Yeah. And maybe we should have done uh, best Raptors rants of all time. And I don't know if you saw this, but Mike Brown uh, tried to one up Darko and brought out the laptop to review the tape during his oh, post game presser. He was like, yeah. "Look at this!" Yeah, it was it was legendary. It was not as heated as Darko, no, but it was it was very funny. I think Darko needs to incorporate that next time he loses his mind into the post game presser. Lose your mind, but with like a full video review. Maybe get the projector going. Have everyone take a seat. Turn it on. Maybe roll in like the substitute teacher would roll in <laughs> the uh, the TV. That's what they need to do next bring time. In, but some legendary like, Bring in 10 bodies and like run it out. So this is a pick. This guy and this guy. Exactly. Moves, like, exactly. Enact it. I like that. Listen, Darko's rant was awesome. And longer we do, it was well-deserved. 25,000 seems like for, that, that seemed way too cheap for how, how great his rant was. So uh, good on for only have to pay 25,000. Yeah. It's great. It's good. I, think, well, I think the NBA, I think the NBA only gave 25,000. Because I think they saw, well, there was, there was, was yeah, they probably went, Ooh, we have to give you something. What's the minimum? What's the minimum? <laughs> Although, it, you know, if I can add another, what drives you crazy? The L two M report, the last two minutes report after oh. that game oh. said that they said that the refs were perfect except for two calls that should have disadvantaged the Raptors. So wow. as if they, they like they wanted to rub it in the Raptors even more. That was a <laughs> legendary L two M report. I, I could not believe that. I was with Johnny and he was telling me, "I'm like Johnny, that can't be right." Like, I was, I was. Sure, Johnny had it wrong, and was, he was like, "That no. was kerosene." Like, yeah, that was kerosene like, on the fire. And I said to him, "Like, where'd you get that from?" He's like, uh, "Aaron, Aaron Rose on on uh, Instagram." I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he didn't get it wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, catch Obi. Uh, I have one. I can't remember. Bart, did you catch? Was it? Oh, you the, the national championship game. Who won the national championship game? Did you catch that? Oh, it might have been. Well, I was the there Michigan in person. Game. I was were? there in person, and uh, a team um, in blue. With a little bit of corny gold maze, uh, had um, had a successful evening. Yes. And now, Grant, I made no money off it, so it, it did uh, take away from it. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. But the, I'll tell you what, the atmosphere in the city, I can only imagine what that would have been like if Texas had been in there. Oh my God, it would have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, but even without Texas, uh, it was it was pretty good. But the the Washington group. I mean, there obviously weren't as many of them. Michigan, oh my God, Michigan was everywhere. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so that that whole thing was that, that was very cool. That was very cool to see up, up close and personal. Uh, but yeah, how about one more touchdown, Michigan? Would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, quickly for me, I I have two, uh, and one uh, I'm going to. Uh, I just mentioned JC in the last pod, and so I don't know how you guys feel about this, but. Um, JC was mentioned uh, in a previous pod where we talked about after my Guns N' Roses concert, and I was telling a story. I, I, he was this is on the pod, so I'm telling the story on the pod, and I re- referenced JC as my seatmate. Uh, JC doesn't listen to the pod. I saw him a week ago, and he referenced how he'd gone back over the holidays and listened to a few of our pods and was disturbed slash angry about being referred to as a seatmate on the pod, as opposed to me calling him out saying it was JC. Yeah, uh, and yeah. there was something else I did, and like he claimed there's other things that he'd said that I was now taking, and so uh, my my issue here is that, I, and I do welcome your feedback. Is like you know what, you don't listen to the pod. I don't know why you went back to listen to these two episodes that you did. And he did say I just usually go right to the end, so it's not like he listens to the whole fucking thing, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so for whatever reason, and now he's taking issue with me for not calling him out by name. 
I feel bad. I should I should have referenced him as someone other than JC in this situation because only then he would know and would piss him off even more. But I think that's bullshit. You're a part time listener. I don't get to call. I don't have to call you out by name. Yeah, listener, that's right. yeah. yeah. Listener Brock. Listener Danielle. Deno. Yeah, we'll call you out by name. Sure. Yeah. JC. Yeah, Come I know. On. I know. That's pretty pretty horrible. You know what that, uh, you know what that is? You know what that is? That's douchey. That, oh, that is a little douche, actually. I said that to him that night. We talked about that. I'm going, no, this would be perfect for our douche podcast. That's a little douche. Um, all right. And then last one for me, AOB. Aaron, let's listen. Let's talk about it. We were talking about on the uh, on the pregame show, pre-pod show. Uh, when, when are you getting married? October. October what? Six. What day is that? Sunday. It's not a Sunday. Is it a Sunday? We're tribesmen. You don't you don't oh, get married on a yeah, Friday night or a Saturday. Or a Saturday. That's right. That's what I forgot about that. But it doesn't matter. Either way, I'm available on October 6, twenty four. Catch, are you available on October twenty uh, October sixth, twenty twenty four? You're not Absolutely. you're not gonna be watching Sunday night football? With, uh, with some money on the line? No, no, I, well, I didn't say I, that. At the wedding, yes. Yeah, at the, wedding. at the wedding. Yeah, listen, we don't even need a good table. Actually we don't need a table, we'll just stand by the bar. Just think yeah. about it. I think it'd be fun. Or maybe we live pod. We'll live pod the wedding. I mean, I'll be with the Raptors, but we'll live pod during the wedding. Yeah. Just listen, listen, I want you to think about it. I'm going to ask you on every subsequent pod what, how we're trending on the invite list. How about this? Two people say no. Two people can't make it. Boom. We're in. How about that? We don't, we don't I'll, need I'll, to be I'll, fed. We don't even need to be fed. Show yeah. I'll, forward, yeah. I'll forward the questions to uh, my significant other. And even if it's open bar, decisions. we'll pay cash personnel, All personnel decisions are made by uh, <laughs> the general manager. Smart. And, smart. And has she ever listened to the pod? All the time. Seriously, uh, no, she's never listened. I can tell by the way he said that. Uh, but listen, have her have a listen, maybe to this one. It's a good one, and then just see if she thinks we could add anything, anything of value. And then went and then rent Wedding Crashers and saw the movie. It's a good movie. Um, listen, Kitch and I are known for bringing very nice gifts. <laughs> it may not be in your registry, but it'll be a very nice gift. <laughs> is it going to be a? Uh, is it going to be a uh, a ticket for a some sort of parlay? Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, you like yeah. I did at Christmas with the kitties? Yeah, exactly. It could be. Yeah. 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 Could in be. the I hand, about that. actually, in the hand of a Draymond <laughs> statue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. We have time. Just she makes all it. player personnel decisions. <laughs> I know, but you have you. The only way she's going to know that we're interested in coming. Oh my gosh! She listens drive, to the podcast. This would drive my wife crazy if she knew I was begging for an invite to someone's wedding. <laughs> she would <laughs> lose her shit. Uh, so yeah, anyways, I'm telling you, just think about it. It'll be, it, it, nothing could go wrong with bringing us there. It's, it's all value add. It's all upside. It's all, it's like buying a stock where you have made no investment in. They just give me the shares. We're just giving you the shares. It's all upside. Stock blows up. Boom. You're a winner. All right. Okay. Well, with that catch, I think. <laughs> I think silence is uh, speaking loudly yet again. Yeah, um, he's, good. He's, good. he's getting used to marriage. That's marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Nod your head. Nod your head. <laughs> All right, Kawhi, take this one away. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win. Hang <laughs> it!